0: If you call the Okanagan your home, you almost certainly know a business person. Entrepreneurship is in our blood, as is the incredible sense of community. So this podcast series is really about all of us, all of us who love local. It tries to tell the stories of the dreamers, the risk takers, the people who built this place and who put in new foundations to strengthen it every day. If you've been involved with Not For Profits in Vernon at all, chances are very likely you will have come across my next guest. Cindy Masters was for years the heart and soul and the face of Kindale. Last year she took on the role of the Executive Director of the Vernon District and Community Land Trust. She was kind enough to sit down with us and talk to us about what Love Local means for Not For Profits in Vernon. I will just start off by introducing, actually for once I can say my guest today needs no introduction because <laughs> um, it's Cindy Masters who is the face of I'm going to get this right Vernon and District Community Foundation Society.
1: Community Land Trust Society. You were so close. I was you.
0: close. Let's just call it the land trust Cindy um, and, uh, and and Cindy who needs no introduction so I'll just let you uh, tell us a bit about yourselves and how you came to be the executive director of this this organization.
1: Well, as you know, Satu, I love talking about myself. Mm -hmm. I'm one of the rare people in Vernon that was actually born and raised in Vernon, British Columbia. Of course, as a youngster, I had to leave Vernon to realize that Vernon really is paradise (laughs) and then ended up coming back to Vernon Mm -hmm. and had many occupations through the years. And the executive director position came up at the Vernon and District Community Land Trust Society, well done. which we will now call the Land Trust. Uh-huh. Uh, and I decided it was a really excellent opportunity to take my skills to the next level. So, yeah. hence here I am here today to tell you about the Land Trust. Yes,
0: well, we're really happy to have you, and I'm sure the Land Trust is happy to have you because it's it's uh, it's been now. Uh, Almost two years since you've been with them?
1: No, it's just over a year since I started with the Land Trust. And, uh, yeah, I think they're excited to have me working for them. They are growing. The Land Trust is in a position to be growing right now, and Mm -hmm. that's a perfect time for them to have an executive director.
0: Yeah, and someone as dynamic as you. We'll come back to the Land Trust and some of the, you know, it's been in the news of late, which was no surprise once you started there. Um, but just tell us a little bit about your journey in the field of not for profits because you've done a fair bit in Berlin.
1: I have done a fair bit in the field of not- for profit. So how I became conscious about the fact that we needed to support our not for- profits was by volunteering. Mm-hmm. So I volunteered for several organizations while I was owning my own business, right. and of course, a for- profit business. Uh-huh. But I received so much passion. In inner passion from helping not-for-profit pro- not that it was my dream to one day work in the non for profit world and when that occasion started to happen it really was a dream come true to mm-hmm. actually work and make a difference every day it's you know there's that saying that it's not working when you're doing something that you have yep. Like.
0: yep yeah it's very rare that that happens so I can completely relate uh, to that feeling
1: yeah, it's beautiful to be able to give back every day. It just, uh, it's a beautiful thing to do. And when you're in a smaller community like Vernon, I always challenge people to find a not-for-profit that they love, yeah. volunteer for them, and they just might get the job of their dreams. Hmm.
0: Yeah, you well, you're living proof of that. So tell us a few, you know, few steps along that journey through the various uh, organizations you've...
1: Well, I I started volunteering actually when I was living for a short stint in Vancouver, but when I came back to Vernon, one of the things that I volunteered for a lot was the uh, Fantastic Sports Society, Uh which was a really fun and rewarding volunteering because you put on an amazing event. Yeah. The funds that they make at that event, they then turn back into community the community grant program. Yeah. So the people that they help are a variety of people, mm-hmm. and they then, while on while we while I was on the Fantastic Sports Society, they decided that they were going to tailor make all of their grants to supporting activities for people and to sp- sports oriented activities. Yep. And it. So, there, that doesn't necessarily mean a team sport. It could be an individual sport. They gave money to help people with diverse abilities, which, of course, as you know, set to mm-hmm. quite passionate to marginalize. Yep. And that was one of them. I also volunteered. Now, of course, this was the Vernon Vipers, was not a not for profit, yeah. but they had the Blue Liner Society, which was a not for profit, which was the booster club. Yeah. And what the booster club did. Is they sold souvenirs and raised money to support the players.
0: And a fair chunk of money for you. Know, it's a very. And, and a yeah. fair
1: chunk of money, yeah. yeah. And then other ones, I mean, the United Way, there's been so many that I've maybe not had a big role, mm-hmm. but had a small role doing lots of things. So most recently, I sat on the Grant Dispersal Committee of the United Way. And I tell you, there are so many not for profits doing amazing things in this community. I think people really don't realize how much the not-for-profit world brings to the community.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I I, I completely agree. I mean, I've I've had the pleasure of uh, working alongside you, um, you know, when uh, Skindale and Special Olympics teamed up, for example. Uh, And the one thing I will say about, uh, and I've said this to you as well before in the past, is that you have an incredible organizational ability and you have the most amazing way to work with people. How do you think uh, you know that has evolved through the years? You know, because it's not—it's something you're born with, sure, but you've really developed it.
1: Well, I think the secret is when you're doing something that you love doing, it is. Then you're a great volunteer, and when you're leading mm-hmm. the volunteering, it's by not just delegating; yeah. it's by doing the things with the volunteers. Mm-hmm. So yes, Satu, we had so much fun on the golf spectacular. That was. Such an event, all the players, all the volunteers, everybody loved that event. And I think the reason was because we, A, all worked together, mm-hmm. and B, the cause. I mean, how can you not love Special Olympics and Kindle? I mean, both of those causes together were just a beautiful, that was a beautiful marriage of an event.
0: It sure was. And, and uh, again, it wouldn't have happened without you. Coming back to the land trust, because that's what I'm going to try and call it from now on. Um, You know, what are some of the things that it was doing when you joined, and what was the strategic direction that was sort of, that you have set out for it?
1: Well, so what the Land Trust is meant to do is Mm -hmm. to provide affordable housing to a forgotten population. Yeah. And the secret to that is there are many agencies who are doing housing, Mm -hmm. but they do housing for their segment, not really their segment of the population, but they focus on trying to... To support the people that they're supporting. Right. Whereas the land trust supports all people who are looking for affordable housing. And many of the people looking for affordable housing are our friends and parents. And children yep. who are living in house where they're working where mom and dad are working but they just aren't making quite enough money to own their own house mm-hmm. and they're paying an awful lot of rent so housing is so important for a huge segment of the population yep. so that is why the land trust got into doing housing and they started with an under one roof project which was a one of a kind project which was a sixplex in Vernon yeah And it was with Habitat for Humanity, Kindale, and the Land Trust. Mm
0: -hmm. That was a few years ago, wasn't it?
1: That was a few years ago. So the Under One Roof actually opened in 2010. Right. So the Land Trust was created in 2007, 13 years ago. Okay. And the first project built was Under One Roof, and Mm -hmm. that was in 2010. Right. And then after that, the Ukrainian village was built in '74 and it was always a seniors complex, and it was built to provide affordable housing to seniors. And the Ukrainian village got to the point where they needed someone to help them, and the Land Trust took over operation of that in July of 2012, and they changed the name to Creekside Village. Now that development is specifically for seniors or people who are diverse-abled who are over 50, Mm -hmm. but generally the seniors are 55. And it's a mix. So one of the things in affordable housing, particularly if BC housing is involved, yeah. is they require that you have a mix of people who are either called deep subsidy or rent geared to income, which is they pay thirty percent of their income. Right. Or market rent, but it isn't it's affordable market rent and it's a market rent that's set for the community of your size, Mm -hmm. and it's significantly less than the rent that you would pay. So for example at Creekside, a one-bedroom unit market rent would be $707. Well, you just wouldn't yeah. find a one-bedroom in our community for that. Yeah.
0: And, and that's set by the BC Housing in collaboration with some market stats? In you...
1: collaboration with statistics and, of course, with the um, mortgage authorities. So right. what happens is they take the province and mm-hmm. they divide it into the cities. So what people pay affordable market in Vancouver is different than sure. affordable market here in Vernon. Yes. Also based on the earning capacity. So the earning capacity in Vernon is less than the earning Absolutely. capacity would be in a, in a bigger center.
0: Well, that is fascinating. You attempt to keep some skin in the game for the person to have an interest in this affordable housing, but also to kind of, you know, pay their own way or at least to the extent that they can.
1: Well, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a hand up, not necessarily a handout, which yeah. is something that we've heard through the years, mm-hmm. but it gives people the option of saving, yeah. what's the dream? The dream is, is you get out of high school, you go to university, you get a job. Owning a house is in that dream, yeah. generally, for a lot of people. Yeah. But that dream is not happening for lots of people. Affordable housing can make that dream happen. Because when you're paying 30% of your income in rent, yeah. then you can save money, which would then give you the down payment to get into uh, having your own home.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, certainly, from my with my financial brain on, I, I can see the value of you know building up um, equity in, through a home, which is how all of us used to do it in the past, right? It's just become harder for some reason. It's
1: it's become harder because of housing prices yeah, have yeah. changed so much. Well, since I was a young child, I mean, or when I got into the, owned my first house, I mean, yeah. my family always were like, okay, you buy you buy a house as soon as you can. Yep. First you buy a car, then you buy a house. Yep. And of course, at the time, I bought a condo. If that was now... That would be really difficult to do at what I was earning yes. when I was 20.
0: And you know, Cindy, it's it's funny because I have, uh, over the last couple of years, four or five years in fact, I've been reading a lot about how millennials are different. You know, how they don't want cars, they don't want houses. The first might be true. I do not believe for a second that this, you know, that's the second part, that millennials don't want a house, is true at all. You know, would that, would that, be something that you've experienced?
1: Well, and I think you're 100% right. I think it's that they are just resigned themselves to the fact that they probably will not own a house. Mm-hmm. So why think about owning a house? Other than I do believe that millennials are less encumbered by stuff. Right. So our, my era was a stuff era, right? Yeah. You know, you have the house, the car, the boat. Yes. The things, yeah. right? The toys, too. I, th- I think millennials are not as impressed upon all of the stuff Mm -hmm. and I think we're gonna see a trend to smaller houses and A different type of housing, you know with rooftop gardens and that sort of thing Which of course I always think is just brilliant. Yes, is if you can grow something on your rooftop especially here in the Okanagan where it's beautiful in summer and you can Grow things that are then really important to uh, your health and wellness.
0: We'll come to your uh, to the new project in a second. Um, so, you know, since you've gotten there, I mean, obviously, this is this is what the land trust has done in the past. What uh, what was the strategic vision you set for the land trust, and you're following through? Well,
1: the strategic vision for the land trust mm-hmm. is to create more housing. Yeah. It's to create more housing, and they had a project in the works when I came on board, mm-hmm. and that is the PV Road project. Yeah, and. On PV Road right now, they're building it, and it's it's a beautiful building that is due to be finished in August, and, well, August or September of 2021. Nice. That is not since I've been there, of course. Mm-hmm. That project was already in the works long before I started. A project usually takes quite a while from the construction-ready proposal to BC Housing to getting it all done. The newest project that was just announced recently is on Okanagan Landing Road. And that project I've been involved with from start to finish. So the city identified a parcel of land that they would contribute towards land uh, for affordable housing. So both of the projects, PB Road and Okanagan Landing Road, are on land that was designated by the city for affordable housing. And how grateful that Land Trust is that we were able to put a proposal together to make that happen. So it's in partnership with the city, the land trust and BC Housing of course is coming to the table with the project.
0: That's right. It's uh it's you know there's two things which are fascinating about the process. One is that these are big capital decisions to to your point uh, which rec- you know rely on coordination between these uh, agencies. And the second is the fact that uh, it's not instant gratification like other work you might have done in the past where you see the happy smiles right away. Um, you know, how is that different and how are you navigating that?
1: It is It is different. It's different to not see immediately the benefits that mm-hmm. you're doing when you work for a non-for-profit, similarly to this as to the land trust. Yeah. However, I do know that we're making a huge difference in the population. Now, it's a smaller part of the population. I mean, the land trust vision yeah. is to have affordable housing way more affordable housing. Wouldn't it be great if we could see Vernon, where a place where there wasn't a desperate need for affordable housing, where all the people who need housing have housing. But in saying that, there has been other nonprofits who have done an incredible job of bringing other projects to the community. Turning Points comes to mind. They have done amazing with My Place Number One, In getting a huge amount of people who were living on the streets off the streets and of course most recently they had some very exciting news because my place two is going to be built right next to my place Mm one and then there will be a third building that should will create a huge dent in homelessness and I mean I actually can't imagine what it must be like to wake up in the morning without having a roof over your head yeah And if you don't have a roof over your head, a safe place to live, how do you then get a job and do the other things that you need to do to have sustainability in in the community? 100%.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm I'm, I'm very passionate about seeing people in affordable housing, seeing people that no one should be homeless. And I look forward to where Vernon is headed. Vernon has made a very conscious effort to do something about homelessness and affordability in where people who are paying too many rent. So there's two separate things. Yeah. There's homelessness and addiction, and then there's people who are living in homes but just paying way too much rent to to manage the rest of their life.
0: Yeah, and often then slip down the slope from there.
1: Yeah, I think, right. you know, if you are struggling financially and yeah. you're working, 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 and you're just not getting ahead, I, I think it, it has to be really... it's frustrating to not ever see the light at the end of the tunnel and I think affordability in housing allows you to see that light at the end of the tunnel, allows you to have disposable income and when you have disposable income what do you do with it? You spend it in the community. It's a win-win because the people who have money, Mm -hmm. uh, even a little bit of money, what are they doing? Of course it's different now with COVID. They're not doing the same things but Normally, they would be spending the money yep. in the community. Granted, people are now spending the money because money, they're getting ready for, of course, the festive occasion. Yes. But they're still spending it in the community. So it, it, it's a win for the community. It's a 100%. win. It gives employers healthy employees, mm-hmm. healthy employees. It, it, it's a cycle.
0: It really is, and and talking to business owners, I can see the other side of the coin as well. In terms of, you know, um, you know, obviously, business owners can only afford what is, you know, for, for pay, etc. What is uh, what makes sense for the business? And sometimes it's nice if the circle completes itself, and people spend on the local businesses as well. So, yeah, good point.
1: huge proponent for spending local, uh, supporting the young businesses and not and I don't mean young as in age I just mean yep. a lot of businesses start up and it's a struggle as a startup business mm-hmm. and I encourage everyone when they're shopping right now try to shop local yep. whenever you possibly can those are the shops who are supporting the fundraisers who support the cycle and of course there's not a, a ton of mainstream fundraisers right now but one of the things they things the land trust will be doing Mm -hmm. moving forward is that was the last two projects are on land from the city we don't know if there's going to be more land from the city that will be uh, available to us for another project so we are going to be actively seeking housing or land to build a new project so sweet
0: yeah Uh So uh, I know you're good at that, Cindy. So you know, yeah,
1: fundraising, asking, and,
0: yeah, making the ask uh, in a great way.
1: So well, and this is a little bit different because yeah. land is is very expensive, mm-hmm. and so the fundraising is going to be in a, a much bigger level.
0: Hundred uh, percent. Can I just you know, and if if you can't answer this question, that's fine. Are you also looking at uh, you know the the west side, for example, and uh, road, and you know.
1: Absolutely. We are looking everywhere. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're not designated to just Vernon, so it is the Vernon and District. That's right. We can do projects other places. The only thing with affordability is it is nice to have affordable locations near uh, transportation. Right. In the event that the people do not have a vehicle, Mm -hmm. they need to be near transportation.
0: Got it. Got it. You know, I know this is the point at which I normally ask uh, folks about how they've pivoted during the year for you know it's been a strange year for COVID-19 but from the sounds of it you've just kept going with all the projects and you know whatever needed to be done because it's longer term
1: just kept going absolutely things are done a little bit differently there's COVID protocols at all the sites yeah and um, you know wear your mask wash your hands and uh, social distance yourself from from other people but yes things 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 are just happening the same they're not the same Hmm. but everything's still happening. I mean, online meetings, and and honestly, I kind of wonder whether online meetings will not be something of the past, Yeah, because it's very efficient to have an online meeting and you don't have to drive anywhere.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's, uh, yeah, I don't miss the commuting and uh, my um, gas mileage has never been better.
1: And honestly, there are, there are negatives to COVID, yes. but there are some benefits to COVID. And I think if people could think of the benefits mm-hmm. of COVID, and how they might have stronger relationships with the people who they are living with, and and or different relationships. It's it's different. We're creating different
0: memories. Yeah, different and good can be good if we if we take them the right way.
1: Well, that that's absolutely right. I mean, different can be good. It it's it's all in how you perceive it. Hundred um, percent. So tell me what's
0: uh, what's next for you. I mean, obviously you've got the uh, you know land trust to look after to to steward over the next many years. Um, you know, from the, land, from the Land Trust to your own plans, what, what, uh, what's next for the good corporate citizen of Vernon? What's,
1: what's next for me? Well, I have uh, taken on a new role with mm-hmm. the Vernon Women in Business Association, uh, and I have taken on the vice president role with that. Right. And I'm looking forward to helping empower women to become leaders in our community And I'm also on the board of the North Okanagan Community Life Society. Okay. And um, so that is an agency that is doing some pretty amazing things for people with diverse abilities in our community. And I'd kind of taken a break from being on a lot of boards, uh, but then the being on a board is a really great way to give back, Mm -hmm. and it helps it helps strategize for boards. So I'm looking forward to those two involvements. And of course, I've been a Toastmaster now for a very long time, and I'm still part of Monday Night Vernon Toastmasters.
0: Yes, yes, my uh, colleague Dominic, um, you know, was mentioning that. And that's, that's, again, you know, such a great way for even the younger people to develop, uh, you know, leadership skills. And public speaking skills, among other things.
1: Well, meeting online, Yeah. It you have to be a good speaker online. Right. Even better than in person, because in person, you know, you can kind of create some synergy and excitement, and people can really see the excitement when you're standing in front of them. Right. Online, that, that's different. So uh-huh. you have to be able to use your voice and allow people to know how happy you are mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't actually even see you online. You know, they're, they've got their, their cameras muted, so they can't see you. It's, you have to be a creative public speaker to do that for online meetings. So that's what we're helping people learn right now in Toastmasters.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I might just have to sign up based on what you've just outlined. But, oh, I you know, would love that. It's, it's interesting because pretty much everyone is who's hearing you today. I can't see you. Uh, but I can, I can vouch for the fact that your passion and excitement for what you do has come through loud and clear, as usual. Um, so I, I'd really like to thank you for spending the time with us. It's, it's much appreciated. Um, are there any final words or, you know, shout outs to other people who you think should be on the show or anything else you want to tell the listeners?
1: Well, I want to thank you uh, for including me in Mm -hmm. this. This has been wonderful. And there is a one business I'm going to give a personal shout out to. And I think that they should come online Mm -hmm. is, uh, Ellie and her husband from Intermezzo. Right. They have recently made a very big decision. I saw that. But I'm proud of them yeah. because they are concerned for the safety of their family and the safety of their guests and yeah. the safety of their staff. It's a bold move, and I I applaud them doing that bold move. It
0: can't be easy. It can't be easy it, to find, It know, can't be easy. Especially so it, this season.
1: That's right, and it's tough. It's a tough decision to make, yeah. but it, it, it is those kind of decisions that I do think will help us as a community, as the whole, Because it helps the people who aren't listening and aren't actually following. Um, People are mad at what Dr. Bonnie Henry has been telling us to do. She is just suggesting the best things that we can do for our overall health and wellness. And we need to listen and we do need to abide by those things. So I applaud them for making that tough decision. And I also, Community Foundation, I need to give a shout out to them, in a downturned covid world they have lit themselves up and done some of the best things so leanne hammond who's the executive director there and the board from the She's foundation mm-hmm. she would be a really integral person I, I
0: know you're referring to their annual uh the, the community meeting because it was amazing what they what they've achieved
1: it is amazing yeah. that they have achieved better in yeah. 2020 than they ever had before that and there are lots of groups that are doing amazing things and not just not-for-profits I mean somebody from Tire. I mean there is a big company what did they do during COVID mm-hmm. you know that's a lot of employees that they've had to keep safe and even yourself here uh, as I came to see you today your staff are working from home you're protecting your staff here
0: yeah I mean you know Cindy the the amazing thing about thank you for those uh, shout outs to the various people because um, part of the reason you're really good at what you do is because you make those connections and you share that passion and winners associate with winners so uh, again thank you very much it's really appreciated your time Um, and thank you for coming on the show appreciate it thank you I always come away from every meeting with Cindy feeling energized and feeling like I can move mountains. I know she has the same impact on the people that she works with, which is why she's such a force to be reckoned with in the field of non-for-profit. We wish her all the best in her new role as the Director of the Land Trust and also in all the many endeavors she's engaged in, in helping make our community a better place and then helping us
1: love local.